Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, PJ, we have a pretty strong trend in this Army-Navy game. 16 straight matchups have gone under the total when these two teams have faced. So do you believe in riding a trend until it dies, or do you think this is due for an over? Yeah, I was going to say that is a strong trend. I I think in this, I think it depends. In this case, I mean, I, I don't see any reason how you can bet the over, right? The service academy teams, there's no secrets. They all want, run the wishbone. They practice against it every day. Always high-intensity games. The, the, these rivalries mean so much to these schools. It's such a low total, Chelsea. What is it, 32.5 is the number? I, it's, I mean, it's crazy yeah. how low it is. But I don't think I don't think you could take the over. I, it's it's under or pass for me. One of these years, the over is finally going to hit in this game. But I, I'm not going to be the one who tries to keep trying to keep figure out when it is. I, I don't want to bet the over even with as low as it is. So it's going to be under or pass for me. Uh, maybe you take like a first quarter over or a first half over if you're just dying to betting over or something. But I think the under is the play yet again this year. Yeah, I just think the bottom line is like, how do you justify taking it over? Just because, oh, it's a too low of a total. But here's the thing. This isn't even the lowest total in bowl games, which is wild to me. 32 and a half. You would think that that's the lowest total. But guess what the total is on Kentucky and Iowa? 31 and a half. Good oh. God. Would you take it that over is... in that game? No chance. No chance. 
that that game is going to be. If you like offense, Chelsea, that is not the game for you. Don't watch. watch that game. No, no. A uh, stark Don't contrast watch. to the Music City Bowl last year because last year it was like a barn burner between Tennessee and Purdue, where I think it was like forty-eight, forty-five was the final score. But Kentucky and Iowa, we all know about Iowa. That's a really slow-paced offense that you know struggles to score. And also, Kentucky has had a ton of opt uh, opt-outs for this game. Their quarterback, uh, Will Levis, is out. Their running back, Chris uh, Rodriguez, I believe is his name. He's out. Yep. And that's another tricky thing for bowl season. You have to do your homework and see who is actually playing in these games. But I will say the one thing about Army-Navy is we will not have any opt-outs, right? No, we will not have any opt-outs. We won't have any question about motivation or any of that stuff. So it's awesome. You know, I've lived in the Maryland area my whole life, and I've never been to an Army-Navy game. So I got to change that one of these years. I got to go. It's obviously one of the best rivalries in all of sports um, and should be another great game this year. Navy has dominated the series for like a while. And then Army recently has been really good. They've gotten some wins. But this year's game, Navy favored by two and a half. So it seems like we're going to get a really good game down on the wire. Yeah, so let's get into it. Army, Navy, we've seen this line flip from Army favored to Navy, two and a half point favorites now, and the total, like we said, at 32 and a half. I think every single person on this show is going to be on Navy. PJ, why do we like Navy here? Well, we like Navy a lot, Chelsea, because from a betting standpoint, from just a pure number standpoint, we're getting reverse line movement in this game, which means that the line is moving in the direction of Navy, but the money is going with Army, which is always what you want to see if you're a better. That means that the sharp money, the professional money is going Navy. They think they're going to win. We had Pete Medhurst on earlier this week talking about how Navy has a worse record than Army does, but when you look at Navy's season, I mean, they've played some tough teams. They played UCF, Notre Dame, top 25 teams. Army's beaten up on UMass and and teams like that. So Navy's much more battle-tested. I think there's a reason that they're favored in this game. There's a reason we're seeing line movement towards them. Normally, you know, we we normally bet Army-Navy just because it's the only college football game on, and we just try and pick a side and hope that we're right. If this was a normal slate of games, though, this week, and Army-Navy was still on, Navy would be my favorite, one of my favorite picks of the week. So really like Navy minus two and a half. Yeah, I think I'll follow the money here as well. Uh, looking at Navy, uh, we were talking about the sample size of competition and the fact that Navy has not only covered in three straight games, but covered against some pretty solid opponents, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and that outright win over UCF as 15 and a half point uh, underdogs. And looking at Army, yes, their record is better, but they've played the likes of UMass, UConn, Troy, and Air Force over their last four games. Uh, Let's have one more question on this one before we move on. Uh, When you have a spread of two and a half, would you rather take the money line on Navy as opposed to laying the number here when we are expecting such a low total? Normally in a game like this, especially when you know if it's a close game at the end, both teams have such confidence in their short yardage that you could easily see them go for two. Uh, Normally I would say yes, but because of the line movement, that we have seen, I'm pretty confident Navy's going to win by three or more that I would just take the two and a half. So I I I would lay the number with Navy. Yeah, and if you're going conservative approach like I am, uh, and if you want to play the money line, 
Navy minus 140 on the money line. If you like Army, they are plus 115. Let's take a look at some of these bowl games, starting with the Gator Bowl. We've got Notre Dame and South Carolina. Irish laying three here. It is a total of 51 and a half. Uh, Irish tight end Michael Mayer declared for the draft and skipping the bowl game here, and he's expected to be a first-round pick. So that's the thing about these other bowls is you have to look and see who's actually playing. Uh, PJ, when you look at this line, is there anything that stands out? I like Notre Dame minus three quite a bit. I think a lot of people are going to be on South Carolina because their last two regular season games, all they did was whoop up on Tennessee and they beat Clemson. They come into this bowl game hot, fired up. People are going to see them as underdogs against a Notre Dame team who a lot of people, you know, for much of the season thought underperformed. And the last time we saw them in a big game, they got beaten by USC. Even though there was no Michael Mayer for Notre Dame, who got uh, who should have won the Mackey Award last night. I-, I love the Irish in this game, minus three. It was four and a half, and now it's dropped down to three because of Mayer. Take the Irish. This is really one of my favorite bets of bowl season, actually. I like Notre Dame quite a bit. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, it's time to phone a friend for me. I'm going to phone a friend. I'm going to phone Double D because we know our resident college football guru has a say in this. Double D, do you like Notre Dame or are you taking the other side? Oh, I'm absolutely taking the other side here. Spencer Rattler has looked Come on, absolutely D. tremendous over the last two games that he's played. Now, granted, he will probably throw two interceptions, but I think once again, When you're talking college football, you're talking what makes a team, an elite quarterback. Spencer Rattler is an NFL quarterback, not saying he's going to start, but he will make the NFL. What does Notre Dame have? Notre Dame has a run game and a pretty solid defense. He'll probably, Spencer Rattler probably will throw two interceptions, but he'll also probably throw for four or five touchdowns, I believe. I think... I think this is a South Carolina team that's out to prove something. This is Spencer Rattler proving that he still is a viable option in, in the NFL, and they win. They they win on the money line. They don't just cover. They win. Oh, a big stance wow. there. Here's the thing about Spencer Rattler. At any point, do we expect him to turn back into a pumpkin? Because he was this amazing prospect that everybody thought that Uh, was going to be a big name in college football, but he's thrown some really bad interceptions in his career. So maybe bad Spencer Rattler could come uh, to the surface here. I don't know. That's not really a game that I want to play when you have a quarterback like that. It's kind of like Baker Mayfield. You don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get an amazing game, or is he going to throw like three picks in the first half? So for me, it's going to be a stay away. Uh, Next up, let's talk about a weird quirk when it comes to college bowl games. Coaches who leave their teams – before the bowl game, because we have a weird one in uh, the Fenway Bowl, uh, where it's Louisville and Cincinnati. This line open is Louisville two-and-a-half-point favorites. It's dropped to minus one-and-a-half, and Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield left Louisville to take the Cincinnati job. So he's switching sidelines, but also a weird quirk here. I believe this one's at Fenway. So yes. they will be on the same sidelines because of the dimensions of the field. PJ, do you think this matters at all? 
You know, that that's an interesting quirk. I definitely think it could if the game ends up getting chippy. There's probably going to be a lot of smack talk uh, on the sidelines, which you normally wouldn't see. This originally was a no play for me, but now that the Satterfield thing has happened, how can you not take Louisville? Like, if you're a player prepping for this game and your coach left your team to go to the other team that you're getting ready to play, how does that not fire you up? How does that not motivate you to want to beat that team? So, it's got to be Louisville in this game for me. I think Cincinnati's the better team, but the fact that Luke Fickle's no longer there, Satterfield is uh, is coming over, and Cincinnati has gotten accustomed to playing, to being undefeated, playing in college football playoff games, being the class of the AAC. You just got a question, like playing in a Fenway Bowl, like are they really excited to be there? Whereas Louisville, I, I think they're going to get up for this game. I always wonder how much motivation matters. And I think it does play a factor, especially when you have something like a team that is settling for way less than they expected to be at the end of the season. But at the end of the day, like it's still two teams that talent matters in college football. So I'm kind of torn on that standpoint. Uh, David, what do you think about this game between Cincinnati and Louisville? I'm going to agree with PJ here. I think uh, Louisville's the more motivated team. They are a team that has been down the past couple of years and they're starting to ascend back up. That's probably why Satterfield got the opportunity to go to Cincinnati. But I think me personally, I think Louisville's the more talented team. They've got more playmakers and a pretty darn good quarterback as well. So I, I'm my, my lean is towards Louisville probably Probably on the money line, too. Yeah. I can't believe Malik Cunningham's still at Louisville. Like, how long is that guy going to play college football? He's one of those that's been there, it seems like, forever. Uh, another weird quirk when it comes to coaching, and I do want to save some time for Penn State, Utah, because we have some split opinions. So, quickly, let's get to the Citrus Bowl. Uh, LSU-Purdue, Tigers minus 10, and uh, this one opened at 8 and it has since seen some money come in on LSU, uh, probably because Purdue head coach Jeff Brome, he's going to be in that Louisville game. Uh, his brother, uh, Brian, will be the interim coach for Purdue. So you don't get him, but you get his brother. Does this make an impact yeah. for you, PJ? What do you make of this? I think it, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Normally you look to fade teams that, their coaches are moving on, aren't coaching their bowl game, but because it's his brother, you have some familiarity there. I think it does help a narrative, a storyline that I'm watching going in this game, Chelsea, the quarterback for Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, his brother passed away recently played in the big 10 championship game that week. So I just see Purdue coming out fired up and playing for him. He's been there like five or six years. He took his COVID year. Like his players, I mean, they're they're gonna want to get that win for O'Connell. So not only do I like Purdue plus ten, but take a shot at the money line with them as well. LSU, I mean, this was a team that lost to A and M. They gave up fifty to Georgia. Like they're just going in the wrong direction. They're beat up. Purdue's always great as big underdogs, and I would take them again in this spot. Yeah, it's a great narrative to hone in on. And like I said, I wanted to save some time for Penn State and Utah in the Rose Bowl. This line opened as a pick em. Now it's uh, Utes minus three, total 52 and a half. So, uh, David, I'm going to let you lead off. David, who do you like? What's the play? Oh, for me, you know, it's all about oh Penn State. You know I'm going to go Moneyline Penn State without a shadow of a doubt. Um, 
I'm going to be honest. I'm a fanboy on this one and, and just say it's a pure emotional pick for me with Penn State. I think this is probably one of the best pure matchups in any of the bowl games this year. Both teams are very, very alike. Both teams are going to punch each other in the mouth and go from there. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i going with Penn State on the money line because that's where my heart takes me. But it could go either way. And, unfortunately, it may come down to quarterback play, and I think Utah's got the better quarterback. Yeah, Cam oh, Rising no- has been outstanding. So, PJ, I yes. think you're on the other side. I am on the other side, unfortunately, Double D. I like Utah minus three. They played in the Rose Bowl last year, so I like the fact that they have some familiarity. Not only did they play in the game, they had a heartbreaking loss. They had Ohio State, gave that game away. I think they have the better coach in Kyle Whittingham. I I like Utah. The way that they looked against USC to finish off that Pac-12 championship game their defense in the second half was fantastic just worry about Penn State's offense moving the ball I think Utah's got the better coach the better quarterback and the better offense so give me the Utes minus three in the Rose Bowl Ooh, dueling pick for more listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the Beck QL network the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts